What's up, everybody? Welcome into episode six. I don't know if I get these right every time. I never remember which episode we're somewhere on. Somewhere in there. Yeah, somewhere Single in there. digits. It, it just might get be started. Five. Right. I don't know. But yeah, we're going. It's uh, it's good to be back with you, Sean. We just did one a few days ago, and we've already got more Deshaun Watson news. And they did exactly what we thought. They did exactly what we thought. Yep. We'll get into that in a second. But I want to. I was thinking about something while I was sitting here uh, waiting to connect with you. You coach a bunch of quarterbacks all around the country, high school kids, young kids, whatever, but kids that are getting ready to make that jump to the college route, yep. hopefully. That's their plan by getting, you know, a quarterback coach like you or or all these other quarterback coaches around the country. Have you heard any good NIL stories with maybe some of more of your top recruits? Because I know you have kids, a lot of kids that are looking division one. Um, any that stick out to you that you're just kind of you don't have to mention names or schools but just anywhere you're just like wow this is a different time even from when you were going to school and you know there might have been some money changing oh, hands man. here and there but any good stories yeah. you got real quick yeah you mean now it's changing hands legally exactly. or at least a, it, the, the appearance exactly. of it you know i do and i talk to guys going through it to the with our guys and i have a you know a, around the country there's some and you know, I don't get into it right now. I, all I have told, well, put it this way, Sags, when when money that's being thrown around is being talked about that they're going to make more than the rookie wage scale or the entry-level wage scale, and some far more than an NFL player, mm-hmm. things have changed, which always takes me back to the best, the most explosive talent I ever saw, like in high school going right to college was Elway, yeah. right, in my right. era. And I, th- and I think about, what would he with? I'm talking about his skill set then and now. Yeah. Considering now, this is no disrespect to great players I train, or the Trevor Lawrence's who was in college, or guys that are getting recruited. You know the high whoever those guys. We know who they are, right? I, I'm just going to tell you this now, Sake. If he was waltzing into a college campus coming out of Granada Hills High School now, with his baseball skill set, his arm, you know. The things that are that are wow fact the wow factor. Yeah. I don't know you the, the talk about the kid at Miami at nine million who turned down Florida. I, I, you might as well triple that. Yeah, you you're talking about a, a good a, a, a guy who was you know a Stanford education. I'm talking about that's who mm-hmm. he ended up, yeah, he ended up going. So you know when he comes out, your dad's a coach, and a lot of these kids are the same way, but. I start to think when people say, oh, it's changed, you probably wouldn't have got that, or maybe back then you would have been different. If I took a guy like Elway and stuck him now with his skill, you know, we're, we're talking, he's making money like a guy who is a, would be making money like a guy back then who was a first-round draft pick, far more, right? right? I'm talking about as a high school guy. Yeah. That's how good he was. So I, and I do have guys that, and, and a couple that are even in their infancy of it, but, and guys that I talk to that have theirs that, Sags, it's head shaking. I'm, I'm all for it. And some of the advice I'd give is because when I was coming out or John or anybody else, listen, it was you were choosing the offense and coach you loved. If you loved a school, like I went to SC, I loved SC, right. but you were choosing, okay, where am I going to get the best opportunity to play and win? And then if that comes, then I hopefully, if I play good there, I'm going to play on Sundays. That's what your thought was. Now it's all those things, playing in a bowl game. Then it was a Rose Bowl. Now it's the national title and getting to the playoff. But you don't get to the fourth or thing, oh, what are you looking for in a school without saying, well, how much money am I getting paid? And, and, and not, not illegally on the table, but how much money am I getting paid in endorsement? What are you doing for me? And I'm not saying it's wrong because it's within the rules, but I tell my guys, I said, make sure you put a list down. And I know it seems so elementary. What 
is your priorities of the school. Will money be the deciding factor like a free agency mm -hmm. in pro sports, okay. or will it be I love the offense, I love the location, I love what the coach does, I'm going to start early, uh, the education, and then boom. Because what you put in academically, you'll get out now. The Stanfords and Vanderbilts and Ivy League's different right. world, right? I'm just talking about you make an effort and get a good degree, you can learn and have an opportunity. But I think we've gotten to the point now where it's like we just take that for granted. Okay, yeah, I'm going to school. I'm going to get – but they're leaving after two and a half – well, three years, two years on, you know, as a player and mm -hmm. one red shirt or three years on campus. So, yeah, Sigs, I don't have any – I try to not traipse there. I look for – if you want some advice, I'll give it. But I my advice I give to them when they're going through this or somebody asks me who's got a guy is right – for them, simply just put down the pros, what you're looking for. And, but I can tell you this, eggs to a man, not one of them hasn't mentioned it. Oh, for sure. The, that are getting recruited. You, you know to. what I'm saying? That's exactly it. Not one of them hasn't said, well, the, 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 the conversation of money has come into play for anybody who's going to be in that situation, whether it's an eighth grader I coach, a sophomore or a senior, or somebody else who's got a guy that's new with this name, image, and likeness. The, the money is in the conversation. It, it never used to be. But I understand times have changed, so I don't begrudge them one bit. But they also have to be careful, Segs, and you know this, is to be careful that if you're going just for the money and they got, and you're not going to play, the money's going to go away. Right. Does that make sense? I mean, you'll get it. It's yours. But if you decide to transfer, and that's that slippery slope we're talking about, and you have that ability. But if money – I've never made a decision based solely on money that – well, I, I don't. I don't think I've ever made a decision based solely on money. If I, did, I guess maybe I have, but if I did, I'm not sure that end result is the what I want. You know what I'm right. saying? Now, if it all comes together, great. But I think there's probably got to be a checklist with money involved, especially at that age, that you got to. There, there's got to be a few other things. So the only advice I give them is make sure whatever your priorities are, you put them down, and if that if that school meets your criteria, great. And if they happen to be one paying a lot of money, great too. But they're faced with different decisions than you and I were at that age and that those guys. But I do. I, I smirk. I think, yeah, it would have been different. What would Elway have been worth now? But it's all relative. You know, the Malachi Nelsons and these guys that are going to get a ton of money and guys I'm training. So I haven't had one of those. Somebody come up to me, Coach, I got offered $27 million for four years to go to this school. But they, I, I have you – know, there, there's money floating around you, already for some and some that are later in their career in high school. Do you find it, you know – maybe you've talked to other quarterback coaches that are kind of dealing with the same I things have. as you I have. Do yep. you find it where maybe some of your players that, you know, you're looking at and you're saying, okay, this kid's a, a maybe a D one, but you know, a, a school that's not really successful right now, maybe he's a back end D one right. prospect, but he's still getting right. money offers from say a better D one school because they think they can develop them, but he's maybe the third quarterback in the class or the second quarterback in the class behind a top prospect do you still right. do you see those kids saying you know what i'm going to go to just use alabama i'm going to be the second right. or third quarterback in the class going to alabama but they're offering me let's just say a million dollars or i can go to a, a school still division one maybe i get a chance to play and i'm their guy but they're not offering me much of anything at all do you see kids saying you know what Maybe I'm not an NFL quarterback. I can go get a good education at either school. So I'm going to take the money now. And if I don't play, I don't play. 
Do you see that as a thing? Yeah. I mean, competitor in me would say, no way. I'm going to the school where I get to play right. and I get to develop right. and, and hopefully show that I am an NFL quarterback. But, you know, some of these kids are also realists and they say, you know what? The NFL is not for me. I'm not going to be an NFL player. So if some schools offer me a million bucks to come, I'm going to take it now. Yeah, Sig, that is a phenomenal point that we we assume that every kid that plays high school football wants to be a pro. Right. We, we do, the, you know, and they the, the truth is they all don't. Some are thinking whether they're thinking ahead that they know they're not good enough to play pro, or at least in their mm-hmm. mind they don't think they are. Now, some are late bloomers and are going to turn into great players. I would say the majority of them are still at that impressionable age, 16, 17, 18, 15, you know, where they believe that they're NFL players. Some when they're not even getting recruited very much yet. Forget the fact they're right. getting – you know, you say a lower Division One may not be getting recruited, but they're damn good high school players. They probably know name, image, and likeness isn't going to affect them maybe at some point. So going where the opportunity is. The one you're talking about is the not the top recruit, but he's a guy that's getting recruited by a Power 5 school that if he goes and plays up, he just may be a guy who's being the scout team guy and will never see the field mm-hmm. on a Saturday that may want to transfer, may say, no, I'm, I'm an Alabama legacy or I'm a yeah. – a Florida legacy. I'm not going anywhere. They offered me a million five because they like me more, but they offered the other guy two million. I'm going to take it now because I'm probably not going to play on Sunday, so I'm going to store it away. And I'm, I got entrepreneurial thoughts. Sags, I, I think there's more of those guys exist than we know, but they are not going to admit it because it shows a sign of you're not competitive. Yeah, you right, know, right. They're allowed to have other priorities. Yeah. I mean, good gracious, because those guys in truth are right. Most of them, if you want reality, aren't oh, going to yeah, sniff a Sunday. Sure. And they may be a dominant high school player, but I think there's that line until you get to campus and you realize, damn, they've recruited three other five-star guys. They offered, The other school offered me uh, less money. I should have gone there to play. And, and some will realize it and leave, but here's what they also have taken into account, Sigs. At some point in time, they may be offered something, but then somebody else is offered more and they get to campus. If they're not playing, what is that guy who's paying them going to do, oh, well, I gave you a million dollars to do a commercial, and you're the third quarterback. Eventually, somehow, there's going to be a clause yeah. in that or an addendum that says, I ain't paying you. Right. We're not. So that's where that slippery slope on the protection of the alumni or the booster side, right? But yes, I it's going to be a great point. There are going to be kids that are going to do both. They're going to go to a school because the money's offered more, and they're just going there. They think they're going to play, and they're going to be a pro, but they're going to take the money, too, because they want to enjoy the shit out of college, right? right? and they don't want to have to ask their parents for money. I get it. And then there's going to be the kid who's going to go to another school that offered less because he wants to play and have an opportunity to be that guy. And then you're going to get the guy who may get – somebody's going to get offered more at the same school. They're going to sign two quarterbacks. He's going to get less. He's going to go try to compete. If it works out great, if not, he's going to take his money and stay on campus or he's going to take that money or what and go somewhere else. Yeah. So I think you're going to get a little bit of everything. But your, your scenario – most won't admit it because they think it's a sign of weakness right. and you're not a competitor. It's okay to have three other things you want to right. do and still dust your ass to be a football player. I haven't had those guys yet, but I can see some of my personalities and my quarterbacks that they want to be the starter in high school. And then if it works out that they can continue playing on Saturday, which most of them want to do great. But I got a lot of guys that if it's playing at a smaller Division One school or sitting the bench and never playing and no money's involved at all, I think a lot of them would go someplace they can play because I, I kind of emphasize how yeah. bad do you want to play? Right. Do you love it? Then let's go find you a spot that loves you as well. Not likes you, but loves you. But 
a hell of a point by you. And this same image likeness is still in such infancy sakes. Guys that I've trained that are already in college, they're dealing with that, or they'll come back in the summer and you'll get some work with them. But some of these guys, it's new and they're not. They're they're still scrambling around. So when you ask this question a year from now, I'll I, I'll guarantee you I'll probably have a few yeah. different answers for you at that point too. Yeah, it's just like you mentioned. It's so early in this whole situation that schools are still trying to I'm figure scrambling out. Yeah. around trying to know how to agree, deal with it. it right. Exactly. You when, guys, right. The, the when's kids? it going to come to the point sakes? Yeah. I don't mean to interrupt you. No, you're you're going to make, when's it going to come to the point where guys like me, I got to, you know, you know how my, my passion, mm -hmm. I love to train these kids, but it's not my career. I, I love it. And I love coaching and teaching, but we wake up and go to a job and we've been doing radio and media together. And you know, if somebody, if Jim Harbaugh calls and says, Sean, you want to be my quarterback coach? I'm sure as hell listening, <laughs> exactly. but I got a good gig, right? right? But I also, when's it going to get to the point where we're dealing in this business that at times, you know, there's great agents out there, right? There's some phenomenal, and then there's some sleazy ones mm -hmm. too, correct? Just like recruiters. When are we going to get to the point that these private coaches, remember AAU in basketball? Yep. They start funneling guys to a school because either the school or the player, listen, if one of my quarterbacks gets offered $10 million, I, I don't expect my, my the, the, the fee their parents charge that I charge for an hour is the only money yeah, I'm getting. It. But yeah. when's it going to get? And it's the only money I want, right? Because right? I'm, I'm there for the kid. And sure, I'm going to get paid for my hourly yeah. time, and you hope you impact the kid. But when's that coming down the pike where private trainers start to say, well, dude, I got you scholarship. Look, you make a $10 million in NIL. Don't I deserve a million of it? Right. And start funneling, right? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right, which is which is, which is kind of a horse's ass way to go about it. But you know it's going to happen, yeah. and it may have already existed. So I, I, I hope we don't get that down and dirty, but you damn well know somebody is. Yeah. It, and I hope the kid doesn't have to go through that too. It's tough enough dealing with all the other stuff to put that on him. Not a good thing. Yeah, there's so many variables. I mean, it just as we sit here and talk, just more pop up and pop up and pop up. And it's just like, I'm sure other people have thought about it, but it's not something we've seen out in the forefront that, you know, in five years, there's going to be bad stories of kids getting screwed right. over by coaches or by their trainers or by, you know, the, the boosters that are basically paying this money. You know, some kid's not going to get what he was promised and he's going to go, you know, then all of a sudden now we got lawsuits and it's just something that it's going to get crazy and they still got to regulate it even more or at least push the rules that they have already in place because I don't think there's no are. question, <laughs> but the, and the enforcement of them, the enforcement of them is going to be very, very difficult to do. And I, and say, they'll probably be as many, and it's, it's sad to say, but when money's involved, it happens a lot of these name and I'm talking about with great players, high, high great high school players that go to college, you're probably going to run into just as many that don't pan out. And that there's a bummer that, that, that it just doesn't work out that then the guy who gets paid $15 million for three years or 10 million or 8 million to go to school there from some endorsement. And, and where everything goes perfect, where you pay them the money, the, the people, the, the boosters happy, the team's happy, they're winning and they're doing their thing, and they go on and have a great Sunday. How many of those are there actually going to be? Right. That's the, that, that's the outlier. That's not going to be the norm. There'll be more guys who get paid money that don't live up to their, to, to, their, to their high school hype than there will be guys who do get name, image, and likeness and live up to their high school hype. 
it's gonna it's gonna be a tipping scale one way, and it, it, it'll go back and forth. Yeah. So it's not gonna be dominant one way or the other. It's it's gonna get like wow, even more wow before it gets regulated right. and settled in. I don't know where it's going, but it's gonna be odd to see. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting. All right, I touched on the beginning of the show, Watson. We said the NFL should appeal. They had no choice but to appeal, and they did. That's exactly what Roger Goodell did. He has appealed, and he has appointed, let me get this right, Peter C. Harvey, federal prosecutor. Right. He's on the NFL's um, diversity committee. Diversity. Yep. So yep. he's been around the NFL. He knows Roger Goodell, and it feels like this is Roger Goodell finding a guy that thinks like him. The NFL is still pushing for the full season where he has to apply for reinstatement and an eight plus million dollar fine. You know, we've heard reports of maybe up to the 10 and a half that he got um, last year for sitting out the whole season because he wanted traded and the Texans weren't um, trading them because of all the situation going on. So uh, just quickly, you know, do you expect the NFL to go with the full season and the huge fine? And then we have a lawsuit on our hands from Watson's team and maybe the players union, and then we see Watson on the field week one till this is all settled. You think that's the, that's the way we're headed? Yep. Segs, I talked to somebody this week who told me that this should be very quick with brevity to the point of in the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't be shocked if okay. at the end of next week they had a decision on Watson. Now, Good. when appeals and when, that's what he thought because when the season starts trying to get this thing rolling so the Browns, so everybody can have, I don't know if closure is the right word, but clarity is. At least an idea, mm-hmm. and and then people are saying, "Well, why would you hire Sue, you know, Judge Robinson in the first place?" Well, they wanted to see if she was on the same page as yeah. they wanted, and plus, it, it would have looked bad if they would have gone right to the NFL. And the NFL says, "We're we're doing this." Well, wait a minute, you guys aren't you guys are impartial. You're not partial. I mean, you're 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 too partial to the owners and to the you didn't give Watson a chance, or the other way around, you couldn't have won there. So you send it out now. They're still catching flack, but. Because you send it out, you don't like it. It comes back. Now Roger Goodell gets to hand point. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about hand pick. We want that guy who's been involved in situations before, who's got experience, who's well, highly regarded, who now he's coming into this. And he's also, when you talk about the, the, the he was part of putting in the plan of the, the, the uh, disciplinary mm-hmm. plan that, Judge Robinson said, there's no press in here. So it's almost a like, well, if, if he comes in like, whoa, 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 wait a second, Judge yeah. Robinson. I was part of that who put in the disciplinary community. So it's that. And then he's coming in, you know, with great experience, and he's part of the diversity committee. There's a lot of layers to this. But at this point in time, and when people say, well, it's not fair that he got the handpick, well, that's part of the appeal process. I want that guy. I want him to hear it because he's got experience, and we trust him, and he's good. Let's go. They're going to ask for a lot, Segs. And now the the talk also that that Watson was offered twelve games and like five million dollars, and he turned it down. But remember, when people say is he nuts, we're like, what what is he doing? Before all this started, uh, this appeal and before the discipline came down by Judge Robinson, is he he still maintains he has anything wrong? So Segs, even psychologically, if if you maintain you haven't done something wrong, and somebody wants to give you twelve games all that money for 12 games and then five more million bucks or whatever it is, you're probably like, I didn't do anything wrong. So I'm going to find, and apparently that's what, that's how he feels. Mm -hmm. So now you've put it back into the hands of another decision maker, but I expect it to be quicker than we think. Now, after that, how the NFL PA handles it and the rest, I expect this decision. Remember, Sags, it's not heard. 
it is a red decision. Mm-hmm. Roger, they send it down, and he's going to make his decision, his summation, and he's going to re- he's going to go through it. He's going to write it out, and so depending on how long it takes to organize it, so that's how it's going to be. And I don't think he's just going to come out and say, "Well, yep, I disagree," and we're giving you twelve games. I think they're going to ask for a long one. And the the person I talked to made an interesting point. He said an insider said, "Had they have asked for like twelve games originally?" Instead of six, mm-hmm. like eight games, ten games, twelve games, if that would have been, they, he doesn't think there would be a an appeal right. that they would have just let it go and moved on. Because if part of them thinks that they want that they really do want Watson to play, yeah, you know, and I and I get it, they want their stars on the field, Segs, but I, I think it's going to happen quickly. I think they're going to ask for a full season and an indefinite suspension, make him go through a process, try to hit him with a maximum fine. Now, where they come in on it. I don't believe Watson's, after all this, I don't think you'll see him in the first six games. And I think the Browns now are going to scramble around and try to decide what's the process for us now if Deshaun can't. They ought to be planning bigger than not. And I can't imagine he's going to come back and say, yep, six games is enough. Or they wouldn't have hand-appointed. They, they wouldn't have hand-picked uh, uh, right. Harvey on this one, had it would not. So I think they trust that it's going to be more severe and quickly. The, the one scenario I'm looking at is – Okay, yeah, and and they Roger Goodell's come out and said, or the NFL put out a statement saying an expedited process, which, like you're saying, right. get this done quickly. And what's expedited right. need, right? And yeah. if it's two weeks, great, we get that answer. But then the question is, okay, Deshaun Watson suspended for a year and fined $8 million. He throws a countersuit or a, a lawsuit at the NFL saying, I, I should not get this. We went through the process, blah, blah, you know, whatever it is. Right. Now, all of a sudden, does a judge come in, a federal judge come in and say, you can play while we're figuring this out. And that's where he starts to get to play. And Sean, you have, we have no idea how long it takes for federal judges or federal trials to happen for all this stuff to happen. It takes time. And look how long it took for his, the whole thing to go on with all these accusations and everything. This is something that could take a long time. And it could screw him over in the end because if it, if he gets the wrong judge in his trial or in his you know situation, they could say it takes a year. He plays all season long. They win the Super Bowl, whatever it is. Then they say, come back and say, no, you're suspended that full year. So now you're out next year. Could he lose that $46 million salary he has? So yeah, he's got to yeah. really think about everything here because, yeah, he may just say, I'm suing. And I, I, they'll never take away my $46 million in that situation. But they definitely could because any judge could say, you know what? Screw this kid who just did all this to these women. And I think he did it. Right. He, this is exactly what he gets. And and yep. it costs him even more. Yeah, Segs, you know, it's interesting. I, and I'm not – neither one of us are deep enough into the law. I read right. what people say and you try to study up on it, but I don't know the exact – what goes on when a clerk is talking to the lawyer and they're going through this and here's the press. Here's a member back in 1978. We, you know what I mean? I don't know the process right. of how long this can keep going back and forth, I guess. And where it stops. One is okay with your scenario and you're right. But w- w- what if they do that? Segs to come back and that process. So he plays and then they, the debt judge, the, the, that appeal comes down in week six mm-hmm. and he's been playing since, uh, to my knowledge, if you're not suspended and the appeal process is in, in place, you're not suspended, you can play. 
So I would. So what happens if all of a sudden he plays? They're six and one, and then the judge says, "You know what? Six, uh, uh, twenty games." Yeah. Or yeah. Well, then not only this year, now they've carried it back into next year. So that's the other thing you got to come into play. Uh, we, I'm giving you. I'm giving you a season. I'm, I'm giving you. You're just upholding what the NFL games. has said. You know, the full right. season. So then they go. You'd be a quarter of the season in, and you're like, "Oh, damn! Now I'm out this year." Half of next year, we're right back. Where we're, so there's that. Now, what happens if they go through this process? Can the commissioner, now that we've started this appeal, is he still allowed to jump in and and use the power and say, I'm putting him on the commissioner's exempt list while this is that's, going on? Is he allowed to question. still do that? I, I don't know. Where I, he can, right, can, he, can he throw that in there while this is going on so the guy's not on the field no matter what during his appeal? He say, well, I'm going you know, to use my power and wield it. Uh, I'm putting him on the commissioner's exempt list while this appeal's going on or does the appeal trump the commissioner's exempt list you know i, I don't yeah, know that I don't answer know that so either. i i, I it's 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 interesting but you're exactly right you're playing you're 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 you're, you're rolling dice dealing with judges because as you may run into one that's that is adamant that, that cannot does not like you or does not like the situation, or thinks there's been leniency one way or the other. Or you might run into a guy who says, I think six games is too much. Right. Or a gal, hey, screw that, I'm taking it all away. You're not getting any suspension. Put your money back in your pocket. Let's go, because I don't see anything here that tells me you should be suspended. Or somebody comes in and says, oh, not only am I giving you one year, I, I don't like the yeah. look of this, and we've we got to do a better job. I'll see you in 2024. So I, I don't know, but if you're under appeal to my knowledge is, you can play. So the next step is because if you're the lawyers of Watson, you want this expedited quickly yes. with Harv with with this one, so you can respond as and urgently as possible, as possible, one way or the other. But that's right. The the United States government, one thing they don't do is work for the NFL. They're not on the NFL's <laughs> yeah. time schedule. They're not on the NFL's. That's exactly schedule. right. They you think they got big, you think they got some things they want to deal with a little bit a little bit going on in our right. country? They may say, hold on a second. You don't get to jump to the front of the docket because your season starts yes. this week. And some of them will be on vacation. They're not changing their vacations or their time away for, for some dude and to, to come in here and wants to play in a football season. There's priorities elsewhere as well. You're exactly right. The world doesn't stop for a football season, and, although we're arrogant enough at times to think yes, it does. exactly. And we've also seen the, the United States government get involved in, say, like the Daniel Snyder case and, and different right. cases over the years. And they don't like it. They don't like the fact that they have to take time out of their schedules to deal with something the NFL can deal with. And this is something that could go that same route. And you're you know, not kidding. It keeps getting appealed and, and all of this stuff. There's so many layers that, like you said, me and you just don't know because we don't have law degrees. We don't we're not in these situations all the time. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens. He's got a big decision. Say, let me ask you real quick. How can you be? And I know this is what they do because judges are. We got some, you know. I'm sure there's judges like anybody else that aren't aren't as good as others at their job. But and you try to the, the honesty and integrity and all that. And I'm not picking a side. I don't mean on either mm -hmm. side. But how would you, as a judge, if you followed this, and you're on one side or the other, how could you be? Don't you ever wonder how they don't like form an opinion before right. they read the evidence? Right. I, I know that they're cut different. They go to law school, but they are humans, and there is air involved, and there is emotion that gets it. I know you got to shut it down, and yeah, and we've, you know, even if you watch TV and see one of them, they'll say, I'm with you 100%. I don't like it, but here's the law. Right. 
and they roll by. But it's got to be hard to say, I can't stand this son of a bitch, or I can't stand what this person or this group or this company or what, and to be able to rule by law and the integrity part of it without that emotion that's yes. sitting on your sleeve saying, are you out of your friggin' mind? I, I don't, hence why, now I, I'm always intrigued with the law, like courtroom, yeah. like being a trial lawyer, I'm, I'm what you see on TV, I know it's a little mm -hmm. different, but I am, and the study of it, because I like to read, but when you get right down to it, that dude wearing, or that female wearing a doggone, the, the robe, and you're like, okay, you got to make this decision for somebody's life, and you got to be impartial and follow the law? Hell, man. Yeah. I, I don't know, dude. I'll, I, better them than me. I'll make an opinion after they come up with their opinion or their, their summation. I want no, their decision. I don't think I want any part of what those guys have to go through yeah. at all. Especially when you look at it, you know the situations where, say, it's like some gruesome murder that you know the guy's done it. Oh. And, and the, the prosecution screws up somehow and there's a mistrial or, you know, it's just like, and this judge is like, you got to be kidding me. Like, I had this guy like... He was going to the chair, like, I and you and you and you and you didn't present a warrant when you knocked on the door, yeah, exactly. right? Exactly. And you searched without a warrant, and he's got to go free because your dumbass <laughs> didn't do the pissed. proper research. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brutal. I'm sure it's tough in this. There's no way. There's no way. If you're like, unless you're living under a rock, that a judge doesn't have some kind of emotion with decisions like this, right? But God bless him. They're able to put their integrity on the line and put their emotions on the back burner and say, I got to do this the way that I see and talk about, you know how some people make decisions that are popular. They want to go with the, on social media, agree with somebody to agree or to be, I always tell you leadership ain't popular because you got to piss the people off along the way. I can't imagine because you know what the decision, you're never fully right. You're right. I mean, at least in some eye. I mean, you may be maybe the perfect decision, but half the group's going to, or 30% are going to say, I can't believe you did. You can't win. Right. You, you can, so you've it's, got to take that personal element out of it. And I, it, that, that's got to be tough to do for those people that are taking care of the law. No doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, it really does. All right. Let's only ask you a few football questions. Just simple. Who's one team? Let's look at the Cincinnati Bengals last year. Surprise team, make mm -hmm. it to the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow takes that step and becomes the guy. One of the you know top five, six, seven quarterback in the NFL now. Do you see a team okay. like that this season where you're like, that's the team I think that could jump up and maybe not have a Joe Burrow-esque jump in terms of the quarterback, but a, but team, a quantum leap that's, that's threatening that is, to somebody you know, else, another team going to a championship game or to the Super Bowl, and could possibly like be a team that didn't make the playoffs but has a chance with a few couple breaks that they could actually. Make a playoff yeah, and, and win the and, division and, type and of make thing. Make a run to yeah. deep in the play. I, yeah. I feel like to me, there's only one team. I, and there uh, maybe see. there's another uh, one that uh, could AFC or NFC? Uh, AFC. Okay, and is it uh, in the East? No. Okay, then you're. Are you? Are you out west? I am out west. Okay. See, I had two of them. Now I don't know if the one qualifies, and I don't know if it's the one you yeah, are. Yeah, I don't know if one, this one I, really I've, qualifies, but to go. Deep, I would have I'm said the Chargers deep. are at the that, top. That's it. I uh, Chargers at the top of my yeah, list. That's it. That was number one for me. Yeah. Yet I'm thinking, well, is they're always got a loaded roster, but have you ever noticed that there's always an injury or two that that like, yep. that, that team's like been befell by right. like what again? What? That's the team. The number when you first started this question, the number one team came to my mind is monster quarterback. They haven't taken the they've taken steps, but haven't taken that, oh my gosh, for a full season, go twelve and five and win the division. 
and and I uh, that was it because I think about dude when Derwin James they get him done and their defense and they got weapons at wide Keenan Allen underrated they're they're loaded yeah they they are gifted but it's all right? about and Justin if, and Herbert taking yes that step if he takes that right step, they and he's are that and, team. and he's taken two yeah. right and he's actually made great oh, progress yeah. his first two years right he's on the next level of the Josh Allen leap yes. right that we, we saw last year and if the coach can make sure he doesn't like go for it 27 times on fourth and one just because he's learning yes. and Brandon Staley's a good coach and I and I think we, we like the young guys that are getting their opportunity Chargers first and I'll give you another one in the AFC that I think I don't think they're the Chargers yet but maybe they're the Chargers last year Sags is the Miami Dolphins yeah, that was the other team I was considering uh, Buffalo's really good uh, we don't know right quite about New England because I'm not sure who's going to – between Patricia and Joe Jets, they're all yeah. calling plays. They don't have – I don't know how settling it is. The Jets are not a threat yet, but they had a good draft and a good offseason. And with Tua, I saw – I don't know if you saw Mike McDaniel has only three rules for his team, and it was off, awesome. He beats to a different drum, but he's a brilliant football mind. Uh, if, if Tua's accuracy is what they say they added, they're the other team. So the two teams, to me, come from the AFC, and one's in the East and one's in the West. But I'd put the Chargers first. I think the Chargers can win the division. Yes. I do, with a break or two. I think they can. Well, and, and they're the one team that has that quarterback that can make that Joe Burrow jump. Justin no Herbert is Agreed. borderline Agreed. top 10 because it's so deep in the NFL right now. But he's a guy that could end this season throwing 48 touchdowns, throwing for 5,000 yards. He's, they could be the MVP yeah, without got, a blink. Yeah, he's got the weapons. He's got the arm. He's Agreed. got everything that Joe Burrow had last year, and he can be that guy that takes that next step to take them to an AFC championship game or even a Super Bowl. It's going to be tough because Would agree. the AFC is loaded with good teams across the board. But And he's probably got a more powerful explosive – not probably. He's got a more powerful explosive arm yes. too. When I'm talking about the, he can do the he not, not that he's ball. better, you, you, right? That's why he is his more Josh Allen yeah. arm and Patrick, Patrick Mahomes, where Burrow's more Brady, powerful enough to make every throw, but you're never going to put him in the top five arm strength in the league. Herbert now is different. Yeah. That kid, I mean, he's got a rocket launcher, but he's accurate. You're uh, the Chargers for me, you didn't even finish the question. Yeah. That's the first one that came to my mind. Yeah. And then so. just looking real fast at the NFC, it's just like, to me, it's the same teams. We're just going to see the Rams, the Packers, the Bucks are the top three teams, in my opinion, kind of by themselves. The 49ers right. are a big question with Trey Lance. The Cardinals, do they take that next step? I don't know. I don't know if I believe in Cliff Kingsbury in that whole situation that got going on down there in Phoenix. Right. Because it just seems like a clown show. And then the, to me, there's just no other. The Cowboys, no, I, I can't see it. I think they'll be good, probably win the division. But I'm not putting them up there with the Packers, Rams, or Bucks. So I just, I just don't. They got know. a lot to prove to prove. Yeah, it's those three right. teams. Do you see another team? Is it the Saints? Does Jameis no. do anything for you? I mean, Sags, you hit it. You hit the three that stick out, yeah. and it's obvious. It's Brady, it's Stafford's team, and it's Rogers' team. And now the Stafford elbow. Keep. We got to keep yeah, an eye on that. Yeah. Because I because if you take him out of it, I'm sorry to yeah. tell you, I ain't putting him in the group yeah, anymore. An they they team. they come down because that's exactly they they're talented, but then they're in a battle for a hell. Can they yeah. even win the division? I, I seriously and I know well that's why Sean you know McVay went out and got it, yeah. right? Because and look at the result. But you mentioned the Saints, the 49ers, the Cowboys, and um, the Arizona Cardinals. And you know what, Sigs? Think about what they all have in common. Honest to God, and you see they they they're close, and they all have a Super Bowl element. Hell, Arizona, 
with DeAndre Hopkins when he's on the when he when you know after mm-hmm. the suspension. They've got some players that are like, okay, big time. You look at, at New Orleans. New Orleans has got a Super Bowl defense. Yep. They do. The 49ers have a Super Bowl best roster as far as Pro Bowl or after Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. 49ers got six of those cats, yep. right? Yep. And then you look at the who, – who's the last one? Um, you mentioned Saints, Cowboys. Arizona. It was another team Cowboys. in the West. The Dallas Cowboys. Tell me they're not loaded yep. with skill set. But there's always – there's something. The Cowboys are – when they hit January, they underachieved. Dak, they we're asking him to get to another level. And so for them, you're, and who's going to emerge as the running back? Is it Paul? I actually think Pollard's a better player, yeah. but I'll leave. That's for another conversation. But Jameis Healthy, what are they going to do with the new court with Joe, uh, with, with their call in the plays? And will Jameis Winston be Tampa, New Orleans, somewhere in between? Right? That's one. The 49ers, all that roster, but will Trey Lance emerge as a dominant player like the, 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 the Joe Burrows here? And will he make that leap or. Is it going to be they got this roster, but he holds them back because they can't expand? Yet he's enormously talented. And you took a look at the Rams. What if Stafford can't play? It's a quarterback situation. And in Arizona, we're, we're questioning like crazy. Okay, prove to us, Kyler, with all that ability, you can stay, sustain it for right. 17 games and that you're not the brooder, that you're a great teammate and you can elevate. So there's that, they're on the second level, Segs, because there's too many ifs. If the Rams have – this is a small – I mean, it's an if, but – if the Rams get Stafford, there is no if about the Packers. They, they still got Rodgers. You still got Stafford. You still got Brady. Those are the three to beat. And then everybody else is chasing. It's that four or five there that you're talking about that need another level to get to. Yeah. So, I mean, we're close to the NFL season actually meaning something. Right. We had the game on Thursday night, the Hall of Fame game, which I saw maybe 25 seconds of. I don't know how much you saw, but 35. I was 10 more seconds than you saying like a few. <laughs> yeah, so that's of I, actual I, game playing time. There you go. Right. Exactly. I, I turned it on a few times, but it was commercial. So I was like, screw it. I'm going to go back and watch the White Sox. Right. Uh, but one more question I have for you. Hold ins. We're looking at guys, you know, that's the new term. It's not hold outs anymore. It's hold yeah. ins because they go to camp and then they just sit around and don't do anything. So they don't get fined. But one guy in my town, my city, the Bears, Roquan Smith, top, you know, three to five linebacker in the game. He fits this new wave of just all passing pretty much in the NFL. He can do everything. My question to you is as an inside linebacker who doesn't rush the ball or rush the passer, like, say, Micah Parsons, is Roquan Smith to you worth, say, five years, $100 million with, you know, however much, just say a little bit over whatever Darius Leonard got guaranteed? Because that's – that's he's beaten Darius Leonard there by about a million and a half total money. Yeah, Sags, you, that's a phenomenal point because great players – there's a lot of great players that don't get sacks because that's not their role. Right? right. I mean, if Luke Keekley's in the league and Roquan Smith or Ray Lewis or Brian Urlach or hell, why wouldn't we pay? We have to we ask them to captain defense and make every play. We just don't ask you to go get the quarterback. We've put such an emphasis on it's like a three point shooter in NBA. If you can shoot threes and don't do much of anything else, we still want to pay you big money. Right. Yeah. Now, if you're fortunate, you then there's the opposite is true. If you're Giannis and you're not a great three point shooter, but nobody can stop you from doing anything else. Well, then we pay you there, too. You know what I'm saying? In this. I, I think Roquan Smith is one of the best and active and explosive players in the league. I love him. Well, you, and you're worth it if you can negotiate it and get it. But if you're asking me if, I, if, I'm, if, if it's worth it on how we do things because we want disruptors, probably not. But for me, 
you don't realize how important it's like a running back sags in a league. You don't realize how important Derrick Henry is until you ain't got him and you got to replace him with right. another guy. So, and, and you know what happens? Heck, you're going to get paid. And it's like that guy's getting paid that much money. He does. You've got three sacks. Well, you got to dive deep, and you do because it's hometown and you know football. Mm-hmm. And I do. I want him on my team. Yes. Would I pay him that much in a normal salary structure? Probably not. Probably not. But is he as valuable to me as some guy goes gets me ten sacks and is a one-dimensional player? I think he's more valuable to me. So you've got to weigh it out. So he's probably going to get it, Segs, and probably get close. And then his now as you find activity and what they do, Leonard does a lot of stuff, right? And there's always those comps. So. Um, and, and here remember, the Bears, he's gonna he's going to be playing in Matt Eberflus's defense right. where Darius Leonard was so successful. That's, ex- that's, that's exactly that's right. Who, I, and Roquan's playing that same exact position on the weak side. That's where right. he's playing. So let me let, let me answer it pretty easier. And and Eberflus had turned it was a big part of Leonard's mm-hmm. quantum leap, and he was a good player anyway. It's it's some simple. And I and I'll we talking about lists. I'll ask you. I would answer this one way if somebody had put my feet to the fire. Are we better with him or without him? I'm better with him. And then I got to think about, okay, how would I replace him? Those guys just don't land in in your lap. Yeah, he's going to get paid, and yes, I would. And sometimes you may have to overpay in the scheme of things because that's the world of sports we live in. Uh, And on a team, Seggs desperately desperately needs offensive help. And so you got to keep scores down. I don't want to play without him. You know in Chicago, no. and they've, and this is a city that likes great defensive teams. I, I would pay him, even if I feel like it's a tad bit of an overpay, uh, I think he's worth it. Yeah, and, and the way I've looked at it, and I've talked to friends who are also Bears fans and stuff, and some say no way, some say yes, you have to. The only way I'm not paying him, in my opinion, is if I'm trading him for say if a DK Metcalf or a DBO Samuel, even if you had to tack on a, a pick along with Smith, if you're bringing in that offensive superstar. You mean a home run hitter with, with fields, right? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. I, I get I, it. I mean, but otherwise, if you're not doing that, I'm not trading him for a second round pick because what? the chances that he's that level of a player, I mean, it is just slim. So, and the other thing is Justin Fields is on a rookie contract. Pay your best players now. Get it. Darnell Mooney is the other one. Just get them paid, get them done while Fields is still cheaper. And then when you got to pay Fields, hopefully the monster contract, because he shows that he's that guy, then these guys are coming towards the end and maybe you can resign them a little cheaper, do whatever you got to do. But, you know, the NFL, it's about having talent. And when you're talking a top three player at his position, you pay that guy. And maximizing the talent sakes. Listen, I, I know people, Bill, we got to protect the franchise. I get it. I'll worry about 2027 when 2027 gets here. Yeah. Uh, 2020. I will. I will I'm sorry. I, I, there's ways teams always, if you're smart, there's always ways to manipulate and move the cap and ask for somebody to redo. And I am so tired of teams getting a guy to be playing their best football and then trade him and get rid of their core players. Now, I know some are out of hand, right? But yeah. I'm not giving Roquan Smith away for a second-round pick. Are, you, are people crazy? Yeah. And yes, but yeah, yeah, if all of a sudden you say, well, Debo Samuel and a, and, and a second and fourth rounder or Debo Samuel and a second rounder before he signed, you know, you move, okay, I got a, I got a DK Metcalf yeah. or I got a home run hitter that's a monster. Okay, I get it. To help the guy who's you're anticipating going to be your franchise. 
you gotta you have got to strike like the Chiefs did when Mahomes was under his, and even when he got the big deal in extension, you got to strike and go get this now and milk all you can for all the great play you can from great players while that one guy's on a rookie contract, meaning your future star, you, you plan on it. And when you do get him there, you sure as hell don't want the guys like Roquan Smith to be playing somewhere else. Does that make sense? Right. I want at least yep. the three or four core guys the 49ers have managed to do it, right, with these guys, mm-hmm. and now they got they've they've got Trey Lance trying to do his thing this year too. Nah, uh, and I'm I'm usually on the player side, but I'm not a ridiculous. Where you, come on, dude, we'll move you, but I got to see what it does to my franchise. And then I well, I got five guys to pay. Then it'd be a different story, Segs. If you know what I'm right. saying, if I had five stars to pay, but my quarterback ain't ready to get paid yet, and we're trying to build an offense, and in the process of building an offense, I better have some stout stuff on defense. Yeah, he gets paid. It may be a little less than he wants guaranteed money or what have you, but he gets paid. And you'll know just how much they feel about him if if, if Matt Eberflus pounds the table for him and doesn't let the front office move him. Right. And and the other thing is, this is the NFL. Guys one-up each other every single time with new contracts. We've seen it, especially in the wide receiver market. When you're the top, you're just looking for that next, you know, that next 10 million bucks or whatever it is over the course of a contract. You're just trying to beat the last guy. And that's all Roquan Smith is trying to do with Darius Leonard. Right, you're beat exactly that guy. One, so. And guess what? You'll blink and Roquan Smith's contract, he won't be he won't be the top guy. Exactly. If, if it's a, listen, exactly. The, the, you could be the fourth best receiver in the league with getting paid the highest. That's it's the yeah, way it works. So and hey, don't think Burrow and well when Lamar gets paid. Lamar's going to run right by uh, mm-hmm. Kyler's contract, yep. he, he, and he should, com- yep. counting on production. So, yes, yeah, so it, it, it happens. It's a, hey, it's a great world to be in right now when you're a good player and you can demand it and be a hold-in. Knowing you're going to get paid somewhere, it's just a matter of if and when, and your fresh legs are doing just fine right now. They need Roquan Smith. It's, it's, it's going to be an interesting year. The Bears are a team to watch because I want to see – if they're making a leap, even though it may not be a quantum one, because I want to see how Fields responds, because they're going to expect him to make every play, because you know how the hero syndrome goes, and he is a talented guy. Offensively, Sags, I'm, I'm really curious to see where, how they get to the next level this year, because they are limited offensively, weapons-wise. I'm anxious to see what they do. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. We'll break down them more, plus all the other teams of the NFL as we get going, and I promise next week we're talking college football. I don't care what anybody says. They don't have a choice, Segs. Okay. Yep. They don't have a choice. <laughs> We're talking it because I'm ready. I All am right. too. That'll be it for episode five. I looked. It's episode five. There so. you go. Put put the put it down. I mark it down so we know next time is episode six and we'll be at what Tuesday, Segs? Is yeah, it Tuesday? Tuesday should be out sometime midday Tuesday. We'll get it out. Uh, we'll get episode six out. This will be up, you know, today. And tune in. Believe Can't network. Wait. I look forward Lust. to it, brother. Yeah, believe, and it's great to be with you, man. Always have a great weekend. All right. Yep, we'll talk to you later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.